Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and we got some headlines for you today. Okay, so let's check out some headlines, shall we? So, uh, yes, Biden is hiding his plan to rig the 2022 midterm elections. We'll talk about that. China launches a warship and uh, the U.S. Navy launches a new pronoun video. Yes, don't you guys feel safe here in America? What else? So we have Australia's unique use of facial recognition. Technology has caused controversy and stoked privacy fears, but there is a chance that it could become a world leader in regulating its use. What else do we have going on? Uh, Fox News um, apparently is no better than CNN fun times. Of course, we all knew that. I could tell you that uh, during the election when they had called it um, before they possibly could have known that Trump had lost. So I kind of gave up on uh, Fox News way back then. Okay, so what else? Is Robert, uh, Dr. Robert Malone, hospitals are sending your private medical data to Facebook. So that's something we'll probably want to talk about. And military wokeness makes it mm, difficult for young people to serve under this president. That's Harbinger's Daily. And so, yes, folks, so what do, what do we got to talk about today? And we have a lot, a lot to talk about. So I'm just going to dive right in. Let's talk about um, Australia. So this is from the BBB. And so let's check this out. So the nation where your face print is already being tracked. So uh, this is posted by Jessica Muddit. Jessica Muddit, that is M-U-D-D-I-T-T, on the 23rd of June. Australia's unique use of facial recognition technology has caused controversy and stoked privacy fears, but there is a chance that it could become a world leader in regulating its use. If a person in Western Australia contracts COVID-19, they must remain in home quarantine for the following seven days, as do their close contacts. Uh, the police check up on their whereabouts by sending periodic text messages and require a selfie to be sent back to them within 15 minutes. Uh, the police use facial recognition technology and GPS tracking to determine if the person who took the selfie is at home. If they are not, they quickly follow up with a knock on the door and a potentially hefty fine. The G2G app by Lord Local tech startup Genvis has been used by more than 150,000 people in the state since it was rolled out in September 2020. The same technology, albeit provided by different companies, has been piloted in the states of New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, and Tasmania. Australia stands out as the only democracy to use facial recognition technology to aid COVID-19 containment procedures while other countries were pushing back against the idea of such surveillance. San Francisco was the first city in the U.S. to introduce a moratorium against police using facial recognition in May of 2019. It was quickly followed by Oakland, also in California, in Somerville in Massachusetts. Amazon, Microsoft, IBM, and Google have declared they will not sell their facial recognition algorithms to law enforcement agencies until there is a federal law in place. In November 2021, Meta said that Facebook would delete 1 billion face prints and cease using the technology for the purposes of tagging people 
in photos. Uh, the Australian Human Rights Commission has called for a moratorium on the technology until Australia has a specific law to regulate its use. Human rights campaigners say there is a potential for the personal data obtained to be used for secondary purposes and that is a slippery slope towards becoming a surveillance state. Uh, groups such as Amnesty warned the use of facial recognition leads to racial discrimination. The pandemic created all these new justifications for using facial recognition technology, says Mark Anderbeck, a professor of media studies at Monash University in Melbourne and the author of a forthcoming uh, book titled Facial Recognition. Everything went online and organizations were trying to make things work very quickly, but the implications haven't been thought through. Do we want to live in a world where everything is rendered and there are no private spaces? It creates a whole new level of stress that does not lead to a healthy choice. You guys can check out the rest of that article at thebbc.com. Bbc.com, folks. Uh, yeah, I don't believe um, that the uh, the uh, Facebook has stopped using that at all. And if you think so, mm, no, I know you guys know better than that. I know you do. Another one that I want to talk about today. This is from the American Family News Radio. This is by Robert Knight. Posted on the 20th of June. Stop the insanity, Democrats, or stay on your crazy path. So, this is by Robert Knight. It says, last week's special congressional election in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas is far more than a precursor to a probable Republican, quote, wave in November. He goes on to say that American-born Christian conservative Republican Maya Flores won what had been a Democrat-controlled seat for the past century. Uh, she campaigned on God, family, and country. Her victory and other GOP gains in the area are sending shockwaves to the Democratic Party, which thrives on race-based bribery. They figured Hispanics would always be in their pockets. In fact, they inspected to keep power permanently via this fast-growing demographic plus more vote fraud, right? So while pundits chalked Ms. Flores' victory up to inflation, gas prices, and empty shelves, and that was all part of it, there is a deeper explanation. Voters say, stop the insanity. Mrs. Flores stands for patriotism, traditional values, limited government, law and order, the Second Amendment, and recognition that our rights come from God, not man. In short, she stands for sanity. So, South Texas voters are saying, in effect, stop serving us the Kool-Aid. That government is our savior. Stop expanding government power debt in Texas. Stop focusing on media-fed crisis designed to distract us from the severe damage that Biden and his Democrats are inflicting on our country. Stop talking about disarming law-abiding citizens and American gun owners because of tragic nutcase mass shootings. Stop ignoring the ongoing death toll in the Democratic-run cities. Stop leaving our borders wide open to millions of illegal immigrants, among whom are sex traffickers, drug dealers, MS-13 gang members, and terrorists. Miss Flores, a mother of four, is the wife of a U.S. Border Patrol agent. Go ahead, Democrat, stamp racist on her forehead. While we're at it, stop boasting about defending Ukraine's sovereignty while refusing to defend America's border. Stop using COVID-19 to manipulate the economy. Kill election integrity safeguards and pave the way for mandatory vaccine passports and a social credit system like communist China's. Stop schools from indoctrinating pupils in woke activism. Stop sizing the FBI on or stop sicking the FBI on parents who uh, speak out at school board meetings. Threat stop threatening as as Biden did this past week to withhold federal lunch money if schools won't push the LGBTQ agenda 
talk about a bully. I actually did a program on that. Stop telling us that drag queen story hours are harmless fun for children. Stop empowering schools that keep parents in the dark while steering confused kids to cross-dress and change their names. Stop plying vulnerable children with dangerous puberty-blocking drugs, followed by cross-sex hormones, also dangerous, and surgically removing healthy sexual organs. This is madness. It's criminal. Stop it. Stop saying that America is uniquely and systematically racist. Stop whipping up hatred of white people. Stop trying to start a race war. Stop tearing down statues and renaming everything. Stop crippling the fossil fuel industry, which has lifted billions out of poverty. Stop pretending that we can safely destroy America's energy independence before green alternatives are anywhere near ready. Stop driving us toward an economy dependent on communist China, which controls 80% of the rare earth minerals needed for windmills, solar panels, and batteries for those fabulous $50,000 electric cars. Stop blaming Vladimir Putin for Biden's energy disaster and record inflation. Both were soaring before Russian troops invaded Ukraine. Everybody knows this. Uh, stop criminalizing dissent. Stop using the term election deniers. An obvious ploy to associate skeptics with Holocaust deniers. Stop pretending that unborn babies aren't human beings. Stop equating disagreement with, quote, hate. Stop looking the other way as leftist terrorists firebomb or vandalize as many as 29 crisis pregnancy centers, pro-life groups, and churches while the Biden administration yawns. Stop encouraging mobs to hound Supreme Court justices at their homes. It's a federal offense. A nut tried to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh for days. Nancy Pelosi held up funding for additional security. Guys, go out and check out the AFN.net. That is AmericanFamilyNews.net. That article was written by Robert Knight. So, moving right along. What else we got going on? So, so much craziness, folks. I never thought I would see this day. I say it daily as I wake up in the morning now. So, China launches warships. U.S. Navy launches new pronoun video. Now, I actually did a video on this. I did a YouTube video. I do believe it was taken down, but I did do a podcast on it not too long ago. Yeah, folks, speaking of pronouns, you know, when Russia invades us, uh, I hope they know uh, that they use the correct pronoun when they're bombing us. Yeah. So, yeah, folks, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unfathomable to see what has happened to the United States. But, I mean, that's what happens when you turn your back on God and uh, God turns you over to a reprobate mind. And so that's what happens. You can literally see the insanity going on in our country where our own military was once the most powerful military on the face of this earth is now saying that uh, according to this video that the uh, it was put out by the U.S. military, it says that there needs to be a way to create a safe space 
for everybody is not by projecting strength nor by eliminating all the bad guys. It's through using inclusive language. Here they illustrate not with pronouns because that would manifest the absurdity, but with gender neutral nouns. And of course, they proceed to discuss how we can show that we're allies, but it's not by conducting joint naval drills with Estonia or South Korea. No, according to the US Navy, we show we're allies by including our pronouns in our emails or advertising them when we introduce ourselves in a conversation. Yes, folks, this is how far the absurdity has come absurdity god help us i don't know about you but i have never been more afraid in my life to live in the country that i live in knowing that our military is nothing but a bunch of i don't even know what to even say i found out years ago probably like i don't know maybe five ten years ago that they have a stress card they can pull in the military like, if your drill sergeant is being too mean to you, you can call your stress card and say, I'm too stressed out. That way, you know, when you're captured in battle and tortured, I don't think your enemy's going to give a rat's butt about your stress card. But we're going to move right along because that's actually terrifying. So another great news here in the great United States is as Supreme Court rules for coach and prayer, faith leaders weigh in and we rejoice. Uh, this article is on Fox News, posted by Maureen Mackey, Maureen Mackey. So the U.S. Supreme Court has sided with a former Washington State High School football coach who lost his job at a public school because he recited a silent prayer on the 50-yard line after football games. Joe Kennedy worked for or worked at Bremerton School District in Washington as a junior varsity head coach and varsity assistant coach from 2008 to 2015. He began the practice of reciting a post-game prayer by himself and eventually students began joining him. Faith leaders shared thoughts with Fox News Digital after the high court released its ruling in the case on Monday morning. In a message on Monday morning, Rebecca Hatfield, president of Second Vote, a faith-based nonprofit in Nashville, Tennessee, said the Supreme Court ruling in favor of Coach Kennedy's rights to prayer and exercise his right to free speech is a huge victory for our country at a time when religious liberties and free speech have been greatly under attack. And she is absolutely correct. And a that is a great, great win uh, for religious liberties and freedom here in the United States of America. Praise God that they uh, turned that over and said that, hey, this is okay. So praise God they ruled in the favor of the coach and his right to exercise his free uh, right to speech. Which means all across the great state of Texas after our football games, during our football games, and even probably at halftime, we are going to pray, think God, I'm telling you, you got to stand up to these bullies. If you don't stand up to these bullies, they're going to keep on screaming, screaming, screaming as loud as they can. They make, they're like a Dodge pickup truck. They make a lot of noise, but they don't really go very fast. and They don't really go anywhere. So, yes, um, in other news, on live site news, we find out from Dr. Robert Malone that hospitals are sending your private medical data to Facebook. Yes, so in an article that he posted on Wednesday, uh, June 22nd, so an article entitled Facebook 
is receiving sensitive medical information from hospital websites is one of the more shocking investigative pieces of the week to not make mainstream corporate media. The authors document how there has been a tracking tool installed on many hospitals' private website pages, uh, which has been collecting patients' health information. This includes medical conditions, prescriptions, and doctor's appointments. This tool is then sending all that data to Facebook and its parent company, Meta. The authors who originally published in the markup found this tool was installed in 33 out of 100 of the top hospitals in the U.S. and on seven major medical systems, including MyChart. This means that a large percentage of hospitals have been directly sending patient data to Facebook or Meta. The 33 hospitals the markup found sending patient appointment details to Facebook collectively reported more than 26 million patient admissions and outpatient visits since 2020 or in 2020. Uh, to be clear, this is just the 33 hospitals that markup tested, not the hospital systems or the vast majority of hospitals and doctor's offices who use these large cloud-based or network software systems in the U.S. In reading this, I was struck that patients should demand that their data not be entered into such systems. A movement to return to data entry systems that are not corrupted by Meta, Facebook, or Google needs to be jump-started. As late as 2017, the government was actually worried about medical systems being hacked. But how? Where's our government in protecting patients' rights? Clearly, we, the people, cannot rely on the U.S. government. Therefore, we have to protect ourselves. Our doctors and hospitals are being encouraged to buy cloud-based software solutions to protect us. These medical providers also need to be educated. These large cloud system-based solutions have been corrupted. The medical providers must understand that patients should be given a choice to opt out of the system. The right to privacy extends to healthcare in its entirety. Another investigative article that has been overlooked by most corporate legacy media is the billionaire family pushing synthetic sex identities or SSI published in tablet and written by Jennifer Bielek. Uh, the Pritzker family, among the top 10 wealthiest families in the U.S., is using its vast resources to remake human gender and sexuality. They are using gender ideology to make human biology. Through investments into the uh, techno-medical complex, where new highly medicalized sex identities are being conjured, the Pritzkers and others elite donors are attempting to normalize the idea that human reproductive sex exists on a spectrum. These investments go toward creating new SSI using surgeries and drugs and by instituting rapid language reforms to prop up these new identities and induce institutions and individuals to normalize them. In 2018, for example, at the Ronald Reagan Medical Center at the University of California, Los Angeles, where the Pritzkers are major donors and hold various titles, the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology uh, advertise several options for young females who think they uh, can be men to have their reproductive organs removed, a procedure termed gender-affirming care. Of note, current Democrat governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzkers, is a leading member of, his, of this family in this movement and is being considered as a potential contender for the presidential election in 2024. Folks, 
Do you see the absurdity? Do you see the evil? Do you see the vast insanity that has enveloped the United States of America? Um, I mean, just reading this article and just looking around, you get an idea that we're in Kansas. We're not in Toto. We're not in Kansas anymore. We are not in Kansas. There is something wrong. Something very wrong is going on in the world today. And yes, there is something very wrong. It's called sin is going wrong, of course, in this world. We live in a fallen world, folks. And as you look around today, I hope and I pray that you see uh, the fallen world and you see it for what it is, that it is true and what God's word said is true and that these things are happening and God told us these things would happen. But just remember, folks, we are on our way to the great tribulation. But as Christians, we will not be in the great tribulation. But as non-believers, you will be left in the great tribulation so as always i try to tell you guys you might want to make the decision for christ today because you're not promised tomorrow you're not promised your next breath and so all you have to do is call upon the name of the lord jesus christ and you will be saved confess your sins ask christ to forgive you ask him to be the lord of your life and there you have it folks that's the gospel in a nutshell why they call it the gospel because it is good news that's what it means the good news you don't have to live at that sin debt and you don't have to head straight to hell because God doesn't send you there. You send yourself there by rejecting his son. So anyway, guys, I cannot tell you how important it is to make that decision today, today, right now, right now, because we could be yanked out of here at any moment, at any moment than a twinkling of an eye. This corruptible body that I have on is going to be made incorruptible. And this mortal body that I'm in will be made immortal. And then within second, not even like a, like the twinkling of an hour, that trumpet calls, the Lord's calling us up in the air. He's not coming to the earth the first time. He's coming to meet us in the air and take us home, right? The second coming, he does come back and his feet land on the Mount of Olives and splits it in half. Folks, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And as you look upon this world, please don't look in and, and get lost in despair. No, that's not what we should do as Christians. We should look around and see this world on fire burning right and say, Hey, we got to, we got to tell people the Word of God. We got to tell people the Gospel because time is running so short. So please, please, please heed the Word of God. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. In my prayers right now, Heavenly Father, I ask, Lord God, that those who do not yet believe, those who do not yet know you, I pray that today, Father God, today they will heed the wooing of the Holy Spirit, Father, that they would heed the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and that they would repent of their sins, Father God, and they would cry out to you, Lord Jesus, to save them and to be the Lord of their life. Father, I know that today that these days are dark and these days are short father and you told us that all these things would be happening before you came to rapture your church before the great tribulation that you would pour your wrath out upon this earth and father god i pray that today god today those who are lost would listen 
and would hear the Holy Spirit now, Father God, that they would turn their life over to you before, God, it is too late. And Father, I pray for those of us who are still in this world, Father God, that you would continue to encourage us, Lord, that you would continue to fill us with the Holy Spirit, Father God, and just give us a fresh refilling of the Holy Spirit. And God, give us boldness to preach your word during this time. Give us boldness, God, to tell people the good news. And Father, I pray that you would protect us and keep us during this time, Father. And I ask you all these things in the mighty, awesome name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks, you guys. Maranatha. Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Thank you guys so much for listening.